Listen. everybody and welcome to ask dr gans the podcast stress everybody's got it everybody has it so the question is how do we deal with it how can we eliminate the bad stuff and use the stress there's some good stress you can actually you know kind of reboot and reconfigure and turn things around well joining us is registered psychologist dr gans ference he's our guy how you doing today really good thank you my name's bryn griffiths i'm your host today's topic is <laughs> Four ways to build a healthy brain. Absolutely. It sounds easy, is it? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's it, in, in many ways it is very easy. Uh, it's so easy sometimes we overlook it and we just uh, ignore the things that it, are, are just simple. And that's just generally how we are in life. If it's too simple, ah, it can't work and we just sort of ignore it, right? But there's some basic things that we need to do that if you do them on a regular consistent basis, your brain's going to be healthy and, but, but not just healthy in terms of physically healthy, but you know, you also, uh, manage your stress better and you create more cre uh, creativity and success in your life. You know, we, we could easily talk about the month of December and the month of January as being stressful months mm -hmm. around the holiday season. And then the bills come in, all yeah. that kind of stuff. But for a lot of people, September is a stressful start because kids are going back to school. Yeah. But now you got a little bit of downtime. So don't waste it, right? <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, and, and one of the reasons I thought about this particular subject was exactly that because, you know, the kids are going back to school. So it's like, it's nice to get them off. And we, we're really concerned with the kids and their, their education and stuff. But we can also have our own education. We can also do some things for ourselves now that the kids are back in some sort of routine. I know the first couple of weeks can be a little bit stressful just with the transition and stuff. But after that, they're in the flow, and we were in the flow. And it's like, okay, this is a great time for us to focus on ourselves because, as we know, the better we do, the better the kids do. And as we're about to find out, the weather's changing. Yeah. And quickly. So it's another reason why this is a good time to kind of get your mm -hmm. stuff in a pile. Yeah, yeah. Because we are going into the colder months of the year, and you want to be ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, when for those of us that are in the the north here where we do have a lot of uh cloud and shorter days and that sort of thing it, it, winter itself just the weather just the experience of having been indoors all the time that can be very difficult now some people are you know this is going all over the world so some people are in tropical regions or other people are you know get a lot of overcast and rain during the winter mm -hmm. so you know depending on where you are your weather your your physical environment in terms of the the weather can really affect your state of mind, your mood, that sort of thing. Those of us who do have the shorter days and the cloudier days, the, short, the cloudier weather, it is, you know, one of the things we can do is making sure that we find some way to get some positive light in our lives. And we should actually maybe do a show on seasonal affective disorder at one, one of these days, right? But there are some really good um, seasonal affective lights that you can use that really do help with those of us who have that situation. Or the smartest thing to do is if you can afford it and if you can swing it, get down to somewhere that's sunny yeah. and do that in the middle of the winter or a couple times in the winter, you're way better off. When you're in a northern climate, I'm a big believer that, you know, it's easy to take summer holidays, but when you know you're going to have minus 30-something <laughs> in the month of January or February, yep. getting away for just one week oh, yeah. just to sit in the sun, yeah. in the heat, even is the a weekend, huge thing. Even a weekend, oh, honestly, yeah. you got to get down to Vegas or wherever, right? Yeah. Now, here's the question, though. 
and we've heard. I don't know who who said this, but the 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 comment is a good offense uh, is, is you know is a good defense. Yep, In other words, yep. so if you go on the offense, you can kind of beat everything that's coming your way. Absolutely. Well, because you know a lot of times uh, the way we think about whatever mental health or relationships or you know whatever physical health, we tend to think of a lack of disease. We tend to think we define it in a negative way. Well, nothing's wrong with my relationship, so I guess we're good, right? But, you know, uh, we don't really tend to think of how good can it be. And this this is one of the themes that I have in my life. This is what I do in my workshops, what I put in the book. This is what I do with my, my coaching clients. It's really about how good can you stand it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> not, not how bad is it? How good can you stand it? Let's see where the top is on this. And let's see how good things can be for you. Well, here's, here's the nice thing about this. When you're looking at how you enhance your life, when you're looking at how you can enhance anything, you tend to protect yourself from the downside risk. And that's something that, you know, we just need to switch our minds around in terms of how we think about stuff. So if I'm working on building my brain, I'm, I'm looking on ways to feed my brain, help it to be healthy and uh, expand well, I'm automatically protecting myself against stress. I'm automatically protecting myself against depression, anxiety. Some of the other things that we, you know, are kind of epidemic in our uh, modern culture, you automatically protect yourself against that just by pursuing this course of, you know, let me see how good I can stand it. Let me see how I can expand my brain, how I can have a bigger, richer life and be healthier overall, and you you protect yourself against all the downside. I don't want to go too off topic, but maybe it isn't off topic at all, and that is I, I love to golf, mm-hmm. and I'm not a great golfer, mm-hmm. but you know what helped my golf game? Something called visualization. There you go. Mm-hmm. Let's use me on the green. Mm-hmm. I used to always joke when I'd walk up on the green saying, a three-putt, and I'm done. Yeah. And I realized that's a negative thought before I even get on that green. So I started visualizing where the ball is going to go and the fact yeah. that it's going to drop on the first shot. And it's amazing that it actually worked. So, yes, because your brain is extremely powerful, especially when you use it right. So um, the, the idea of visualization is that our, our, our brains and to some extent our bodies really don't care if it's physically real or if we're just imagining it, right? So I do this all the time with people. If you think about your favorite baked good, like, you know, cinnamon buns or cookies or pies or whatever. Canadian maple. There you go, right? And you're, you're, you're smelling it. You're smelling it baking and you're, you know, you, you remember the taste of it. It's like most people will start thinking about that and their mouth will start watering, right? Yeah. So we have actually your mouth watering when you think about your favorite food is a physiological, physical response to something that you just imagined. It wasn't, it wasn't really there, right? So we can use that. We can harness that same thing in you know, visualizing the golf game. And it's way better to visualize good stuff than it is to visualize bad stuff because, again, the brain doesn't care. It'll help you get to whatever you're visualizing. You just might want to use it in a way that like, supports you instead of tears you down, right? I just didn't believe it was going to work. <laughs> and, and it's worked beautifully. So I heard this story <clears throat> about, uh, uh, I think she was an archer. And this was when the Commonwealth Games were here in Edmonton. Uh, this long, long time 1978. ago. 1978. Yeah. So she, uh, I think she qualified probably, I think the year before. But the year leading up to it, she was uh, doing a lot of uh, practice and getting ready and training and stuff like that. She ended up in a car accident. And so she couldn't train. Yeah. She I'm starting to remember this. Yeah. So she was in the hospital until I think about three months or something before the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. And she showed up at the Commonwealth Games. And I think she took a silver in archery. 
and 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 people were amazed because she really only had three months to tra- three months to train. And they said, "How did you do it?" She said, "Well, mental rehearsal. When I went, when I was in the bed, and I couldn't move. All I could do is imagine, just visualize the rehearsal, just visualize the shot. I'd, I'd feel the arrow, I'd feel the tension of the bow, I'd see the uh, the target, and I'd let it go, and I'd visualize the thing all the way through." The beautiful thing about visualization that she said was that every time I did it, I was perfect. <laughs> so, you know, it's perfect <laughs> practice every time. And she was able to actually, with very little physical training, do very, very well. So this, you know, and, and I know it seems like we veered off topic, but this is not because this is exactly the kind of stuff I'm talking about. When you use your brain in this way, you protect it, you build it, you grow it. Yeah. And just by doing that, you force it to create more connections. You actually force it to create uh, the brain, the neurotransmitter called serotonin, which is that brain chemical that helps us feel happy, helps us feel focused, helps us feel loved, and helps us be creative and, and focused. So it's it, just by doing anything like this that helps your brain to be engaged, taking a class, learning music, uh, doing a new piece, different things like that, you do, a, you do your brain a big, big favor. I was afraid to go that direction, but I was just thinking about these ways that, you know, you can uh, basically put some positive thoughts mm-hmm. inside. And, uh, you, you know, here we are talking about four different ways to make your brain healthier. I guess that is one. Other ones? Yeah. So another one is like exercise, of course, is is a big, big, big one. Because, you know, the brain is a physical organ as well as a mental organ. And so anything that we do that's good for our body is going to be good for our brains. So uh, exercise drives blood, nutrition, uh, oxygen to your brain, nourishes it. But the big thing, the nice thing about it is also, you know, we get endorphins. We get all those positive chemicals we get when we work out. Exercise also, you know, the side effect is you look better. <laughs> like, you know, you can move better. There's a sense of accomplishment. So all that stuff helps us to feel happier, which, again, helps us to have a healthy brain and protects us from, you know, age-related mental decline or dementia or different things like that. This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress. You can check us out on Facebook. Check out Ask Dr. Gans. It's as simple as that. Ask Dr. That's Dr. Gans. The other thing too is eating regularly. This yeah. is a tough one for a lot of people. I'm I'm the worst. Like I just don't have a regular breakfast time. I don't have a regular lunch time, and dinner is all over the place. Yeah. I'm trying to fix at least dinner at a set time, but but you gotta. There has to be a, a level of organization. Yeah. I don't have it. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, we 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 have to build our lives in such a way that we can actually do these things, all these things, whether it's exercise, sleep, you know, eating right, all the things that are healthy. It is it is important to have a routine to be able to do this. So when I was looking at the the research on this, so there's three factors we have to look at for brain health, well, for physical health as well. One is the nutrition. What are we eating, right? So we want to get make sure we're eating good stuff. Carbs are yummy and they feel really yes. good, especially when you're depressed or sad <laughs> or anxious, but they can kind of have a little bit of uh, an addictive quality to them, right? So it can pull you down a rabbit hole and then, you know, you get into this uh, kind of funky place where you're not feeling good, but you eat more because you're not feeling good, but then you feel bad about eating and yeah, it's a bad, bad setup, right? So you want to have good balanced nutrition. Um Proteins, protein-rich foods also help you create the raw materials that your brain needs to use to make 
all the uh, all the neurotransmitters that you need to be healthy. Are you so, a big fan of, of, of a protein shake in the morning just to kind of help boost things a little bit, or would you I, rather I go a different do. way? I, I typically do. I typically go protein with, you know, some balanced fats and different things okay. like that to, to get me started in the morning. And, you know, it's convenient. It's quick. So, you know, so it's what you eat. Then it's like how often you eat. Right. So uh, we really don't want to have like uh, a situation where we eat one meal a day or two meals a day because it's too too big of a hit on your blood sugar. Right. Your blood sugar spikes when you eat and then it really kind of falls off during the day. And with the blood sugar spike, go the hormones and also your mood and also your creativity, your your sharpness, your objectivity. Right. So you really want to do the best you can to smooth that out. So if you can eat about every three to four hours and have some nutrition in there, you're typically better off, at least from a blood sugar standpoint. So coffee as a meal replacement, no. Probably not, right? Because you're going to get a huge <laughs> spike because of the caffeine, then also the sugar or whatever else you put in there, right? But, you know, like, uh, like peanut butter on a piece of bread, right? Or better yet, peanut butter on, like, celery or, you know, some cheese or half an egg or whatever is a, a little bit of a snack um, to, to give you that, that bit of protein, some healthy fats, and, you know, kind of move on from there. So we got we got okay. we got the what you eat, how often you eat, and then the third one is exactly what you're talking about, Bryn, is the regularity of eating. Okay, so our bodies really do like routine in that respect. We 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 do better when we sleep at the same time when we eat at the same time. Our bodies are prepared at certain times once we get into a routine to accept that, and that really does help us. Just generally with our with our general health, but also with our mental health and building our brains. And you talked about exercise earlier. If you're doing all the food stuff things right, the exercise part becomes easier, yep. not harder. It becomes easier and you feel more motivated to do it because you're not, you know, it's really hard to work out when you're hungry, right? Or if you haven't eaten for a while, right? It's just, you just, well, you'd rather just sit on the couch and eat popcorn or... <laughs> Or chicken wings or whatever, right? Do you, uh, so, do you like those Snickers commercials? You've seen those, the Snickers bar them. commercials? I just think are so beautifully <laughs> right crafted, on. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're perfectly true. <laughs> Don't get hangry or, you know, you're no. not yourself when you're, when you're hungry, right? And it's absolutely, you know, your, your brain just doesn't work the same. You know, everything is off, so... I'm a product of marketing. It works for me. It, uh, I don't know if I'm not a Snickers person, but I think that that's, a, that's smart thinking. That's right. This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress. Check us out online at askdrgans.com. So that's Dr. D-R. So askdrgans.com. Another big one for me is rest. Ah, I, rest. You know, there, even if you're not sleeping, right. this right. is big. It is. And, and, you know, like I've talked about this a bunch of times uh, in the past. And honestly, you're the first person to get the distinction between rest and sleep because sleep is very important. And we, we, you have to get like eight hours and 15 minutes or more of sleep on a regular basis for your body to heal, to replenish your brain chemistry, to do all the good stuff, to make sure you're sharp, to make sure you're, you can make good decisions, to keep your mood stable, all those different things, right? Um, you keep, they say you can't really, it's very, very difficult to lose weight or to build muscle if you're not getting enough sleep because that's when your body does all those things, right? So, but the other aspect of this is rest and rest is something different. Rest is, is like, is different than sleep in that it's really just shutting stuff down. So turn off the phone. I, I go even go as far as don't even read, right? You really want to stop, let your brain breathe and, and really give yourself what many of us older people <laughs> can remember, you know, you're lying on the grass on a summer day and you're looking at the clouds, right? And you're just, oh, that one looks like a bunny. Or you're just letting your mind wander and let your mind daydream. We need space for that. 
we don't have that built into our modern culture the way we used to, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, right? Um, now there's so much information, so much stuff to do, things coming at us. We feel like we need to be taking in information or listening to music or something every second of the day. And what I'm saying is we actually need to stop some of that stuff and just create a space of quiet and downtime so our brains can actually just absorb what we've taken in throughout the day. And what's an interesting thing is for, for adults, when we're taking in new information or um, learning something, we really don't get to integrate it until we actually have that quiet time. If we don't have that quiet time, it just kind of goes in and then kind of drifts away, right? Yeah. So, and the other thing that um, uh, I've actually worked with some of my coaching clients on is they sometimes have a hard time sleeping at night. They say, well, you know, my brain's always going and all sorts of stuff. And I said, (laughs) well, (laughs) what is happening here is that your brain, we're built through, you know, decades and and not decades but millennia and i'm um, cringing because you're now talking about me here okay i saw you pointing to yourself yeah, I know. That's why i'm chuckling right but over over the over evolution right we have been we have been we've grown in a way that we need the solitude we need the quiet time we need the downtime right and in our busy culture now we don't give ourselves that we don't give ourselves permission to have that so what happens is you go to sleep and your brain says oh hey Quiet time. Let's do all this thinking now that we weren't able to do during the day. <laughs> and so that's why <laughs> yeah. we have a hard time getting to sleep because our mind's super active at night because you haven't given it space to be active in the day. So easy fix. Build in some of these dead spots in your day. Give yourself permission to be bored. Build it in so that you can actually, your brain actually has a chance to breathe and do the things it needs to do. Don't cringe when I say this, but I have, you know, awoke in the middle of the night. And what's the first thing I do? Are uh, you grabbing your phone, right? I know. It's the worst. It really is bad. It, you know, the, the problem is now phones are alarm clocks. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, what, what do you think when you hear that people are reading their phone or watching anything on their phone right up to when they turn the light out to go to sleep? That's oh. that's a that's a problem, it isn't it? It hurts me. It hurts me. But it's a big problem, okay, for a number of reasons. One typically whatever they're doing on their phone is probably stimulating anyway. So it's going against what you're trying to do when you're trying to go to sleep. Um, second, the light from the phone, like the, just the, the brightness of the light from the phone does some stuff to your brain to sort of wake you up or it cancels out the, the melatonin that you need to have to get either to get sleep and or get quality sleep, right? The third, and, you know, Apple and I'm sure some of the other carriers or the other uh, manufacturers have this thing called night shift where they – shift the color of the of the light from like the blue spectrum to more of the yellow spectrum right. stuff like that but but really any light but especially anything that's got a blue tinge to it really does a number on your brain right so you're yeah you're going in the opposite direction and especially if you're sleeping and then you get up and you check you turn on the light or like you know you're looking at stuff or oh no that email that came in or whatever you're stimulating yourself instead of letting yourself get that quality sleep that you need shame on you i know sorry about that I'm using this as a bit of a session for there me today, go. actually, yeah. is what I'm doing. Okay, so once again, let's let's talk about the four things. Okay. Okay, they are? They are. So you've got to feed your brain with new experiences. Learn something new. The second thing is you got to feed your brain with actual nutrition. you got to feed it with food and, you know, often, regularly, and good stuff. 
you need to have exercise so you can help your brain get oxygen and drive the nutrition through it a lot faster and, you know, make sure it's getting the blood it needs to function well. And then you need rest. You need sleep and you need downtime to be able to let your brain do its thing so, so you can be healthy. Oh, hang on. I'm just checking my phone here. Uh, just <laughs> kidding. Anyway, that's great. That's it for today. Every podcast, uh, we try to help you chip away a little bit at the stress monster with helpful advice and tips like the four we've had today. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to drop us a note on our website, which is askdrgans.com. And also post a quick note below the podcast section there. It's real simple. You'll find the little comment box. If you love the show, tell us. If you'd like to suggest a stress-related subject, also tell us, and we'll see what we can do. Also, if you go to the website, there's a new customer review on your book, which is The Me Factor. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we would like some feedback on that too, right? Absolutely, yeah. Let us know what you think and uh, what you like, what you'd like to see if you want us to talk about certain things on the podcast. We can do that. And, And definitely, like, you know, Share the information with your friends. Anything I put out here, I want you to share. Right? Uh, give me credit if you want. It doesn't really matter. I'm trying to make people have a, help people have a better life, and you know I really like to help them make the world a better place for everybody. You know, less stress, better parenting. You know, better relationships all around. So well, we, we love the fact that everybody subscribes. I love almost it. everybody subscribes, but you can also pass along the podcast via email to your friends if you think that they would be interested. Anyway, back to the book for a second here. The customer review section is on the book page in your shop on your website. So uh, it would be great to uh, see somebody take a little bit of time. It doesn't take long, and we'd like to get your thoughts on that. So once again, check out the website, askdrgans.com. Take a look at all the features on there, too. And as I mentioned, the book is The Me Factor. And also you can reach Dr. Gans for any public speaking event that you may have because you love that do. I love it. I love to teach. I love to help people, you know, see how good they can stand it. Thanks for your time today. As always, it's been fun. And always it's love been doing very, this with you. It's been very helpful for me, this one. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Put the phone away. Yes, I will do that. I'm Bryn Griffiths. Thanks for listening. And tell your friends, have a great day, and we're back next week. One, two, three. Listen. Listen.